are listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. We are back with another Friday Five episode. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and I don't know about you, but it feels like January is flying by. It's hard to believe that we're almost halfway through the month. As I was doing research for this episode, I found myself thinking quite a bit about resolutions and how Like it or otherwise, we're at the point where most people have started to abandon their resolutions, the reality of looming winter is settling in, and that this coming Monday is what we've come to call Blue Monday. And until today, I thought it was a very real day where everyone started feeling super blah about all of those things. But it turns out Blue Monday was just a creative PR campaign to boost interest in the health and wellness industry, which, sad to say, already has enough issues with credibility as it is. So Monday might indeed be dubbed Blue Monday, but Blue Monday is apparently meaningless. That being said, though, there are still a lot of us who suffer during these cold and gray months when the sunshine is low and the living is, well, not quite easy. And then for those who suffer from seasonal affective disorder, they experience symptoms that can last almost 40% of the year, not just during the winter season. So coming in at number one on the list, let's talk about how to get your daily light fix, and specifically when your body needs to get that light in order to function optimally. So according to the experts and their studies, morning is the time. The light should be at least 10,000 lux, and our inner clock needs to be exposed to it for 30 minutes. And if you're like me, you might be wondering, wait, lux? I thought light sources were measured in lumens. And same. Lumens measure the amount of light a source emits, regardless of where that source might be placed. Lux, on the other hand, is how we measure the intensity of that light when projected onto a surface. And distance matters. According to a very helpful blog post by Faro Barcelona, One lux is equivalent to one lumen per square meter. Also in that post, examples of how much lux we're exposed to indoors, which ranges from 50 lux in living rooms to 600 lux in a kitchen. We just don't get enough light indoors, not the amount that we need to regulate our inner clock to keep our circadian rhythms on track. And while you can certainly go out and buy a light box that projects 10,000 lux, not all devices produce the lux they say they do, and they can get expensive, so not really an option for everyone. Experts recommend getting as much bright light as you can, as early in the day as you possibly can, in order to combat adverse effects. We will have more info in the notes, including links to some of those light boxes if you're interested. Number two on the list. On Tuesday this week, state officials in Pennsylvania announced that the state's ACA marketplace, Penny, will remain open until January 19th. That's because Monday, January 15th, is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a holiday when many schools, businesses, and the government are closed. So the official deadline for open enrollment on Penny 
January 19th for coverage starting February 1. Number three, I came across an incredibly helpful press release published on the TRICARE website this week. While it is geared toward veterans with a TRICARE health plan, aptly titled What to Know Before Getting Care with Your TRICARE Plan, it outlines some helpful things for veteran clients to consider. It is not just for the Medicare set. They do have information for all TRICARE plan types in a PDF, and we will be linking to that in the notes. The release walks veterans through the process from identifying their TRICARE plan type through filing claims. A lot of helpful information. TRICARE can be complicated to understand at first, kind of like Medicare can be. But once you understand the system of who pays when and the networks, you'll be able to explain it and help clients with questions. Again, we'll be linking to a few resources in the notes, along with our episode, VA Benefits, TRICARE for Life, and Medicare for Veteran Clients. Definitely give that a listen if you have not already. Number four, another interesting read this week, an NPR feature on Dr. Aditi Norokar's new book, The Five Resets. She is a Harvard researcher and a physician, and the book is all about managing chronic stress. It was a distinction that jumped out to me, especially when highlighted through the lens of the workplace. If you're feeling the effects of burnout, one of her five resets is a guide for setting goals. And just like SMART goals, it's an acronym, and that is to think about what matters most. She suggests choosing an M, motivating, exciting goal. It should be O, objective and measurable. The S stands for, quote, small enough to virtually guarantee your success, end quote. And then T, a timely goal that you can reach in a few months. So there's some crossover with our SMART goal methodology that we mentioned a few episodes back and thinking about what matters most. And again, this is a framework or guide for goals. You don't necessarily need to check off all of those boxes in order to figure out what matters most. The other five resets are highlighted in the NPR article. We will be linking to that in our notes, as well as some podcast episodes Dr. Neurocar appeared on talking about her book, and the five methods to reset our way of thinking. Number five, today is the last day for CES 2024. The annual Consumer Electronics Show is a week-long expo where tech companies debut their latest and greatest. Some of the highlights from this year's show, LG's transparent OLED TV. Rather than viewing a large black rectangle when the device is powered off, the transparent design allows users to display a fish tank or other artwork when they're not using it to watch television. A dark drop-down screen allows for added contrast when watching TV, and the whole thing is designed more as a piece of furniture with shelves underneath and to the side of it. It is a very cool concept and far more modern looking than the wooden cabinet TVs of the early aughts. And 
Speaking of the aughts, I never got in on the BlackBerry craze. I stuck with my razor until the bitter end, till the iPhone 3G came out. And yes, I did wait in line for quite some time just to be able to get it on the day that it came out. But that said, I never experienced the joy of tapping out messages on a tiny little keyboard. I was fantastic at one-handed texting using the keypad on my razor. Didn't even need to look at the keys. But when I got the iPhone, all of that was different. The way I held the phone was different. It was not easy to text one-handed. Certainly an adjustment. Now there's the Clicks keyboard, which essentially transports us back in time. It lets iPhone users essentially turn their phone into a BlackBerry again. Clicks technology announced the product prior to CES, and it's essentially an iPhone case with a QWERTY keyboard at the bottom of it. Interesting concept. I'm not sure how I would like using it. I'd be willing to give it a try, but sadly, it is not available for my model of iPhone. Current supported models include the iPhone 14 Pro, 15 Pro, and the 15 Pro Max. No clicks case for the iPhone 14 Pro Max, sadly. Samsung's Bali Robot looks super cute and functions as a smart speaker. It can recognize people. It acts as a projector, which is pretty neat. Still a little limited on the functionality I think I would want before bringing a small robot into my home to scare my cats, because I know that's what would happen. And then one of the most interesting announcements, arguably the one that stole the show, the Rabbit R1, a small handheld device that wants to change the way we think about interacting with our other devices. It aims to take away the friction of having to perform multiple steps in multiple apps in order to get a desired result. One of the examples given was booking a hotel where on your phone you might need to navigate through a few different apps, enter your search, browse through options, then continue clicking before finally being able to book that hotel. Rabbit R1 would do a lot of that legwork of those separate apps, pulling them all into one interface, essentially streamlining work for the user. The Rabbit R1 is AI in action specifically utilizing what founder Jesse Liu calls a large action model rather than a large language model. This means that rather than being trained on the language that we use, Rabbit R1 was trained on apps and websites, graphical user interfaces. By learning how we navigate those apps and websites, the device can take action, completing tasks that humans might normally have completed by clicking through multiple apps and screens. While I can't say that I personally could justify buying the device, it is a very cool concept. A universal device of sorts that can pull info from the web, the apps on our phones, tablets, and desktops, regardless of operating system. The main way to interact with the Rabbit R1 is through voice command a scroll wheel, and a button to the right side of the casing. Super simple design. I love that it seems like a more portable version of a smart speaker. 
but I'm definitely going to have to do some more research on it and watch a couple videos, hopefully with some of them demonstrating it in action. We will be linking to some articles with more information on the gadgets and tech introduced at CES this year, and of course, the ones that we mentioned in today's episode. You'll find those in the notes, and while you're there, consider following along with our show. It is a great way to show your support, and it lets us know that you like what we're doing. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing and fact check by Tina Lamaru. Podcast designed by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen. 